All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Callie and this is the things I learned from my eating disorder, a space that I have created to talk about all the lessons that I learned about myself and about life from my eating disorder. So if you're new here, I recommend that you listen to these episodes in order or at least uh, go back and listen to the first episode first where I talk about my own story with um, an eating disorder and I go a bit more into in depth as to why I've created this space. Um, If you're not new, welcome back and let's get to the episode. So this week's lesson is about learning how to take responsibility for your actions. And so basically what it comes down to is that None of us really have control, or we don't. We don't have control over what happens to us. Like, we really don't have any control over anything that is happening outside of us, right? But what we do have control over is how we respond to the things that happen in our external environment. And what I have learned and found to be true um, is that most people have these knee-jerk reactions that they engage in without really any second thought, without any sort of pause in the space between stimulus and reaction. And what happens is that they get stuck in these unconscious reactionary cycles that sink them into this sort of victim mentality. Um, This mentality where they believe that everything is happening to them instead of for them. And they react to life instead of responding to life. Um, And that's, that's a cycle that I had personally found myself in with a lot of my behaviors. And so something that I've learned throughout my journey here is how to become self-aware and how to respond to life rather than react to life, as I just previously mentioned. So... I'm going to start by talking specifically about my my eating disorder, about the, the binging behavior that I engaged in, and then I'll broaden it into just a general life lesson um, because this really applies to like every situation in life, not just disordered eating. So um, I have talked about this before, but I'm going to describe this behavioral cycle that I would um, very often find myself in when I was really deep in my disordered eating. So I used to engage in these pretty extreme, um, bouts of binging and it was really like always hard for me to pinpoint what exactly triggered my urges to binge. You know, sometimes it would literally be all I would think about for days, I would just like have obsessive thoughts about food. <clears throat> and then other times it it's kind of would just seemingly pop out of nowhere after a few days of like calm, so to speak. 
Um, but as I really, as I began to really make an effort towards self-awareness and um, learning my triggers, I was able to pinpoint that my greatest trigger, there were, there were multiple, but my greatest trigger was a lack of stimulation, which kind of sounds like counterintuitive, but I'll explain. So, so like a lack of stimulation, typically when I was alone, when I didn't have anything going on or anything to do, um, definitely at night when I'd finished all my work for the day, um, and just like instances, instances like that, where I was alone and I didn't have anything to like put my attention to or stimulate myself. And so it was in these instances that I would typically get an overwhelming urge to binge. And, you know, I kind of have a feeling that that's probably a commonality um, amongst many of us, like that trigger of, of having a lack of stimulation. Um, but anyway, so for me, the, the whole cycle would, would kind of go something like this. So I'd be, I'd be alone, I'd be lacking stimulation. And then I would get this sudden urge to binge and I would try as best I could to fight that urge. Um, but eventually like probably 90% of the time, let's be honest, I would cave and binge and I would just get swept up in the high of the moment, in the high of the binge and like the, the pleasure that the food brought me of in like that, the fix, if you will. And then, of course, I would experience the downward spiral afterwards of shame and guilt and anger and really berating myself for my lack of control and just generally like feeling crappy. Um, and then I would try to be good, quote unquote, afterwards, you know, like kind of some restriction or I would just try to eat really healthy, but eventually that, that urge to binge would arise again and the cycle would continue. Um, and so this is really the, the cycle of behavior, the reactionary cycle of behavior that I um, really found myself in for a good 10 years until I finally decided that enough was enough. And I, and I embarked on this journey of really awakening and becoming aware of myself. And so what this looked like is I started to question myself. I just started to ask myself questions. I asked, you know, what is it about being alone, about a lack of external stimulation that triggers my urge to binge. There must be something that happens in the space between that lack of stimulation um, and getting the urge to binge. There must be something that's going on in my body or in my brain or both that occurs in that space between, um, between stimulus and reaction. And if I can figure out if I could figure out what that is, if I can allow myself to expand that space um, between the stimulus or lack of, in my case, and, and the reaction, then maybe I can learn to react in a different way. 
And so I really started to analyze the behavior. I just started pouring my thoughts into a journal, which, you know, by the way, I I cannot recommend that enough. Like getting your thoughts out of your head and onto a piece of paper is so therapeutic and because it just offers a much more objective lens from which to view yourself and your behaviors versus just, you know, getting stuck in the mind, like getting those thoughts onto paper. So if you don't already, I cannot recommend enough the practice of, of journaling. Um, but, but anyways, so, so yes. So how I started was I just analyzed the behavior kind of away from the behavior, if that makes sense. Like, like I first started looking at my binging when I was, when I was like feeling good, when I wasn't kind of caught up in that cycle. So I really looked at the trigger and I said, what is it about being alone and lacking external stimulation that makes me want to binge? What am I making it mean about me? Um, you know, that's kind of like the most important question there is what was I making that lack of external stimulation mean about myself that caused me to then want to binge. And then I would just kind of like do, do a brain dump on everything that I um, thought it was, that I was making it mean about me. So for example, um, when I was alone, I would start to feel really like antsy and uncomfortable and insecure. And, and I would get this funny feeling in my chest, kind of like a tingly constriction or, or like a tightening. And I would be having lots of thoughts about myself that, you know, I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't being productive enough. I was missing out on something fun. Um, that I was being kind of like a, a loner, like, like kind of like a loser, just and et cetera. And, and so that is what was happening in my body and in my mind, in that space between stimulus and reaction, those, those thoughts, those feelings, those emotions, that's what was happening within me in that space. And Whereas before those thoughts and feelings were happening outside of my conscious awareness, um, now I'm aware of them. And so I started practicing what I like to call the pause. Um, Pausing in the moment that the urge to binge arises and assessing my external environment to see what's going on around me and then checking in with myself Um, to see what I was making it mean about me. And then asking myself, is binging really what I need right now? You know, I understand that in the past, binging has helped me suppress these uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. It's, It's the way that I have coped with essentially not feeling good enough. Um, but in this moment, is it really what I need? 
is there something else I could do right now to self-soothe and show myself that I am good enough and that these moments of of quiet, calm, aloneness are are actually okay. Um, Like that's kind of the the series of of questions that I would go through and and the check-ins that I would do with myself um, in that, that moment of pause. And guys, sometimes the answer was yes. Like I chose to binge. It was, it was all I could do in the moment. The urge was so strong, but, but at least it was a conscious decision on my part and not, um, a knee jerk reaction. It was, it was really a recognition of the fact that when my nervous system was dysregulated, such as in those moments of calm and quiet, food was the best way I knew how, albeit unconsciously, um, how to regulate and soothe and comfort myself. And so, of course, there were times that I gave in. Um, But there were other times where I didn't, where I was able to sit in that space between stimulus and reaction and, and really show myself and my nervous system that binging wasn't the only way to respond in those moments that, that I could respond, um, in a more loving and healthy way, such as connecting to my breath or getting up and moving my body, or maybe going and, and taking a shower and really just giving my body and, and ultimately myself love, um, in a way that wasn't using food. And, and, and gradually as I practiced this, the times where I was able to choose something else became more and more. And, um, actually I'm, I'm realizing now that this lesson strongly piggybacks off of the episode I put out a couple weeks ago titled story follows state part one, all about negative self thoughts. I'm seeing a lot of similar, um, themes here. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, definitely go and listen to it after this one, because you'll see how you can kind of use what I said in that episode and, and pull it into this situation as well. But, but anyways, so, so this has really become a very powerful practice for me in all aspects of my life, you know, practicing this pause between stimulus and reaction and consciously choosing, because that's what this is really all about, consciously choosing how to respond to, you know, my environment instead of engaging in knee-jerk reactions based on my past experiences, okay? Because that's really what these knee-jerk reactions are. They're, they're just based on how we have responded to a similar situation in the past. And so the body recognizes this similar situation and it just takes the path of least resistance, you know, AKA what it has done before. And so it turns these behaviors um, into reflexes, basically, that we engage in unconsciously, um, even if 
these behaviors are detrimental to our health. It's what our body, it's what our nervous system knows um, how to respond in these, you know, similar situations. Uh, but now you, you get to be conscious of your reactions and you get to choose new responses. You, you get to take a look at not only your behaviors when it comes to food, but, but the other ways in which you react to life, you know, analyze the moments where you feel triggered, where when you, when you lash out or pull away from people or, or yourself, you know, take a moment to pause and just observe the situation, what's going on around you, assess whether or not your knee-jerk reaction is the best way to respond. Ask yourself these questions. What is happening right now? What am I making it mean about me? What does this situation actually mean? And how can I respond differently this time? Because I'm going to bet that there's another way to respond that is more kind, more loving, and more healthy for all parties involved. And the more you do this, the more those kind and loving and healthy responses will become your your reactions your your unconscious reflexes you know the path of least resistance and so yeah that's that's it for this episode so it's really just all about choosing consciously choosing the way in which you respond to life happening all around you. Um, So yeah, if you got anything from this episode, I would love to hear from you. You can find my contact info in the show notes. And, you know, if you're, if you're enjoying these episodes, please share them with people. Um, Tell people about it because I really want this information to reach the people that need to hear it. So if it's, if it's helping you, please share so that it can help others as well. And yeah, so uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Take care.